inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Hello, good day, and welcome to a brand new episode of Outlook, and welcome to March. This is our first show in March. Yes, it is. Hello. Yes. How do I sound? How do I sound? Sounding great. Yeah, I don't know if our listeners will be able to tell. You might if you are super focused on something like audio, like anyone who listens to this show knows I am. Um, Got a brand new mic for Carrie here, my co-host, so pretty exciting we're trying to make these shows sound as professional and as realistic as possible even though neither of us are in the studio right now of course so yeah uh since yeah and like when it was when it was me and you talking um it was okay because it was almost like i mean i sounded like i was one of your interview subject you know how interviews are often coming through the phone or whatever um so i sounded like i was every time it was it was me who was being interviewed but when we had guests and i was one of the interviewers it's really was kind of weird because it sounded like I was over the phone, like I was one of them being interviewed. Anyway, so that was my thought. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Because yeah, it's uh, especially lately when we've been having, as you may have noticed, a lot of guests already. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, entirely this year, we've had six different episodes with guests on it. So that's been great. But yeah, just to be able to distinguish and make it sound like we're both hosts. So that, you know, we <laughs> have a very in-studio sound. So got yeah. carry this mic, uh, the a Yeti usb microphone and actually uh my one of my bandmates in the band Riker um recommended this one to me and i saw watched a youtube review and it is actually a pretty common one for podcasters these days the usb yeti microphone it's it's relatively cheap but still expensive enough that it's a decent quality and uh quite easy to use it's just a usb mic so you can just plug it right into you know most computers anyway have a usb port so Something for, for Carrie here who isn't didn't study audio engineering and stuff, but, you know, wanted to get you something decent and a uh, bit of an investment in the show. So Exactly. And, uh, yeah, so I just thought I would uh, introduce the microphone along with um, us as hosts. Yes. Because sound, sound matters. Absolutely. So... Welcome to March. We're recording this one late February, but we'll be er- airing the first of March. And yeah, we're actually recording this on our niece's fourth birthday. So happy birthday, Maya! Yes, happy birthday, Maya! And we'll be mentioning a few more birthdays as this episode goes on. But February is a very busy birthday month in our family. So yeah. Um, but if I you were, start with her birthday, yeah, as that is the day we're recording this this mm-hmm. episode on February the twenty third. But I'm going to mention if... Uh, oh, you just had to say the date, didn't you? Yes. Well, it's her <laughs> birthday. I want people to know. Well, people know it's her birthday today, but I was, I was doing it intentionally not to say a date. What's wrong whatever. with the date? I, it's, for, it's a good <laughs> reference in the future to know what, when we recorded these. Recorded on versus aired on. Yeah. Gotcha. I like well, to know When we stuff. talk about radio, if it's podcast, it won't matter in 10 years where, when it aired. Probably. Yeah, it's still kind of ni- neat to know. It is good record, yeah. And again, as we always like to say, we really appreciate Radio Western. And even through these pandemic times, uh, everybody's sending in their shows from home. And uh, 
a lot of them continue to to air as usual and so that's cool yeah trying to keep some form of routine and mm-hmm. schedule even during these times so if you were listening last week though it was a repeat episode we just have had such a busy start to the year with the show that we kind of needed a little bit of a little bit of a week off i guess um, but last week's repeat was from way back, our first ever hour-long episode, which is kind of neat, and originally aired, speaking of dates, it originally mm. aired back on September the 2nd, Labor Day of 2019. And this was a guest in studio, of course, at the time when it was still safe to do so. And we were interviewing Emily Trepanier. Yeah, that was like right at Labor Day. So she works with children in a school setting so that was like right we caught her right before she was going back to work or she had just gotten back i think but um i would not have been able to place that episode Um, we just thought it would be a good one to play um, when we took this week off there but um yeah i know that such a different time you know feels like ages ago now (laughs) pre-pandemic times um but it was interesting to speak with her because we've known her since childhood and um you know we've gone on you know went on their separate lives kind of but kept in touch specifically through facebook the last several years and she was local when we interviewed her for london here ontario um but now she's actually moved out west yeah it's really and, interesting uh, because listening to the episode so she's um been training a lot with us uh, skiing and snowboarding and she wants to uh get into mm-hmm. the paralympics at some point so she's been training for that and yeah, just a very interesting guest as we talked about on the on the interview with her that we replayed last week that we hadn't really had anyone on this show that is, does play sports as a, as a legally blind person um, mm-hmm. or as an athlete. And we also sort of hinted, she talked about she'd visited out West and she almost wants to move there. And it's just funny how it kind of came up on the episode <laughs> and it wasn't set then that she was moving there, but it was definitely, I could, you know, you could tell she was thinking. Yes. About it. And then um, surprise, surprise, you know, just over a year since that interview, she moved out there and she is currently out West and, we would we do plan to have her on again probably sometime in uh in this year 2021 to follow up mm-hmm. because yeah it's a big change i would have, i could only imagine to move that far away and, well uh, you know people say things all the time and they have dreams and ideas and thoughts and you never know if if they actually will hap- happen and so yeah it's just so interesting to watch her take that leap and uh yeah sounds pretty cool yeah, absolutely. So that one is, uh, for any listeners who don't know, we are now available as a podcast. We weren't at the time of recording that episode way back in 2019, but now we are. Um, so if you search for Outlook on Radio Western on all podcast services, you should pretty much be able to find us. And that repeat episode with Emily Trepania is available on our podcast feed, although you'll have to dig back pretty far to get to it. Um, but I also just wanted to quick mention... It's always a it's always a hard thing to do and it's not something I even really do that much so I know people don't often get around to it but it does help with uh with searches and just to get the word out if if you do get a chance uh if you are on any of these services particularly Apple Podcasts is the one I know best you can rate and review the podcast so if you do get a chance if you and you enjoy this show if you wouldn't mind ever giving us a rating 1 to 5 stars and if you 
have the time even writing up a little, just a short review. It just helps yeah, people. Yeah, just a, just a few sentences or a sentence or two. Yeah, whatever whatever you want to say. Two words. It doesn't have to be much, but just, just something because these ratings and reviews right now when I click on that tab in Apple Podcasts, it just says there's no information to display here. There hasn't Aww. been enough ratings or reviews. And, you know, like I said, it's not something I've ever even really done much with a podcast. If it's a podcast, I just listen to it and enjoy it and don't often, you know, mm-hmm. reach out or do anything like that. But uh, Yeah, I know. The, you know, the main reason I, 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 I request people to do that if they get a chance is because it does help with searches and just getting uh, getting us up there and getting us more views and people finding us and all that kind of stuff. So it does help. And also, if you have any questions or reviews or anything like that, you can also always email us, outlookonradiowestern at gmail.com. Yes, we love feedback. We're, we're, we're growing our tough skins at the at this very moment to be prepared for any any feedback that of any kind so don't worry about it just let us know what you think it is helpful and uh, we actually we actually have a little review we got from somebody um, that we were gonna play today right yeah that'll be coming up on this episode today's episode's gonna be what we sometimes like to call a mixed <laughs> bag so I'm gonna call yeah. it I think I'm gonna call it M- March mixed bag or something like that because Marching towards a mix, March. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> we're, mar- we're marching towards March, but when this episode airs, it will be March. Yeah, so so confusing with the dates and this time of that. It time, is. But, it's, uh, because we, it's because we're airing on radio, plus we're on podcasts, plus we're recording from home on a different date <laughs> entirely. It's fun. But uh, it's kind of crazy to think it's been almost two months since you and I have just done a show without any guests. It was February <laughs> or January the 11th that we did our last Brian and Carrie host show with no guests. So yeah, it's almost been two months and it's good to be back just uh, just with you on the show and uh, just a bit of time to catch up on some things that, uh, you know, we, we've been going through or just things we've wanted to discuss and always nice to have a week without guests and just a bit of space well, yeah, on the we, show. We have, there'll be two kinds of those kinds of episodes with just me and me. Sometimes we we do talk about we really really sort of zero in on a specific subject like we have a bunch of the um, that plan for twenty twenty one. Other times we do have these what we call mixed bag mon- Mondays when they air, but mixed bag episodes where we um, sort of shoot the breeze as they say, you know, catch up. But it's got a disability sort of lens, obviously because this is what Outlook is all about. But um, just kind of like us hanging out, I guess. So one other thing I think I'll mention off the top before we we're going to go through the guests that we have on had on this year, just briefly, just to remind people of who we had. And and uh, as we said, play that little review that we have on uh, one of our recent episodes. But before that, I just wanted to quick mention about another thing that you and I have been part of the planning committee for is the CFB National Convention. So the Canadian Federation of the Blind Virtual Convention. And all we, virtual. Yeah, all virtual this year, of of course, with the events going on. And this will take place from Friday, April the 30th to Sunday, May the 2nd. So coming up before you know it, it'll be here. And um, this is the Choices and Goals Convention. So that's our theme for this year. And it's Which still is kind in of, the... Isn't that a good theme for pandemic times? Yeah, I mean... In life, there's always choices and goals, oh, well, no matter what. But definitely during these times in particular, I think people are thinking more and more about their overall goals in, in life and in their whatever they're thinking of doing and their 
choices yeah, I mean, are very either either they either they have that thought because now they're in their head a lot and they're thinking about it reflecting right now or it some of them won't some people might not think about it as much until the pandemic sort of lifts and and goes and starts to recede a little bit they might think then and then it hits you off and you know what your goals were or what they are now and what how that changed you but some people are already contemplating it for sure and it's still it's kind of this point like for example for me i finally uh returned to um leads um it's a job access company here in London that works with people with disabilities to help them find uh, some form of work. Leads Employment Services, I guess, is the, is the full name I was meant to say. Um, so I finally got back in contact with uh, my uh, worker there. And again, it's, it's still these times where everything is so uncertain from day to day, even from, you know, who knows in a month or two what things will be like. So it hasn't been this immediate rush or pressure that I've had as maybe as much in the past to find work, but I'm still... I'm still looking and I'm trying to get back into that. So just things like that are kind of, it's like I'm s- trying to get back into the the swing of things, but I'm also not rushing into things because everything is still very um, unpredictable right now. And um, But just certain things like in the past, I was always had this thought about, oh, I don't want to work from home. It Part of working for me would be to have a full routine and get out every day from nine to five kind of thing. Whereas now with all the precautions and everything, part of me is like, you know, it's open open-minded more that, to the option that point of, is moot anyways right now so yeah i mean what i mean some places are opening up now but generally i would mm-hmm. with yeah. any Only listeners moot. we've talked about that karen and i also have kidney kidney failure we're both healthy now with with transplants but we are on medication to uh, lower our immune system so that we don't fight off the kidney so just things like this you know make it a little riskier and so just so many different thoughts in life uh are affected a little bit by this so I think that ties well into the convention. We're still planning most of the details. So there's not a ton to say about it right now, but I just wanted to get bring it to people's awareness. These dates, April 30th to May the 2nd. And it is virtual, online, so no traveling, none of that kind of stuff. So we're really hoping to get a lot of people out. It's always a very empowering event. I hope that, you know, even sighted people will consider coming. You don't the good thing about it being virtual too is it's not really a big commitment in the sense of if you have other things going on, you don't have to be there for all day. You can drop in and out. It's mm-hmm. $10 to register. Um, and this is mainly for door prizes and a few other things like that. But you can also get in free if, because I know money can be a struggle, especially right now for people. So, and $10, you know, isn't, isn't that much. So, and it's, I mean, I mean, yeah, and if you and if you want to make that donation to us, we'll take your. But if also, if you are one of those people who think you might just drop in very, very sporadically or even once, um, you know, ten dollars, we, we don't, you know, whatever you can do. But um, we just would like to get people there. And like Brian was saying, often it's nice to, if we can attract some people who aren't blind because these are the kind of places that they can sort of see what 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 it's all about sort of a window into things like what this show is uh and so we we know like often it sounds boring and for certain people and there are so many pl- things you could attend um so many you know other disabilities in their in their conferences that you could go to to learn a bit more but uh we appreciate anyone who who listens to outlook and we would appreciate anybody who wants to join us at that convention and it is our first all virtual and uh so i'm really i'm really um I got some ideas and it's it's coming together, but uh, well, that's just yeah. it. We're we're working really hard on it, but it's it's new to us. We have a very small group of people working on it, so it's it's not a it's not like we have hundreds of people helping us out. So it's it's well, definitely. Well, I think a, I, I think I think I'm going to the Rick Hansen uh, conference next month. Um, 
as part of this accessibility committee I'm on here in Woodstock. And, uh, you know, we're, we are no Rick Hansen Foundation. <laughs> we don't have that kind of money and, and that kind of um, help necessarily. But um, we've done some good ones in the past, which were not virtual, obviously. Um, and so we don't have any reason to believe that this would be any different. And, and with Zoom, it is pretty cool the things you can do. So. Yeah, so looking forward to that. We'll, we'll give you more updates as, uh, as the weeks go on here up until the end of April when the convention actually happens. But just wanted to put it out there now. And yeah, I mean, I, can, I, can, I could talk a little bit about a, a little bit of the, what might, the content that might be there. But again, it could change. There's no guarantee with things still being booked. Um, but one of the things I hope, we're, hope we'll have is a, is a panel on uh, diversity. Because even in the blindness community, there are discussions going on right now that are important ones about um, intersectionality, which we've talked about a lot. So, you know, just because we're all blind in one group um, and can understand each other in that way, we can't understand each other in other ways. Uh, so it's good that we talk and and keep that going. So I'm hoping to have a panel on that. I'm also having hoping, and I think we're having a pa- parenting panel. And our, our our friend Eric, who's newly a father this past year, you know, it's all new to him. And so it's, it's a good topic to always have that. So those are a few of the topics of a few of the panels we're thinking. Yeah, about. so we're hoping to have... A couple of panels and then just a bunch of presentations of speakers. Um, anyone yeah, who you is and I interested. Were gonna, you and I were going to do one about 100 episodes of Outlook. Yeah, since we hit our 100th episode back in January of this year. We were going to do a presentation on that. And, um, you know, Oriana, who was on our show near the end of last year, will likely be doing something on bike lanes. There was a, We did a whole episode on that that you can find in our podcast as well. Um, so just so many different topics that we're hoping to get we're hoping to actually contact a few people that we've had on this show to see if they are interested so we'll keep you posted on all of this as it unfolds yeah we, we meet a lot of great people on here or we've had them on a few we've just, we've met through here kind of and uh so yeah, yeah we think would make great speakers at a convention so that's what uh what we're planning for spring i was just thinking though that at the moment, I, I mean, this is sort of in, in jest. Uh, we, we won't be able to, I don't think, not this year. But I think we're we're working all this, all hard like this to have a, our first virtual one. And just as it seems right now, anyway, in the news, it seems like a lot of cases of COVID are sort of receding a little bit. I don't know if you've heard much about that. Just it's like right now, it seems like we're in between the second and third, if there's going to be a third wave. Um, like, I don't like to talk about uh, COVID all the time on Outlook, but I think I was going to bring it up today just because... It's in the news, and it does actually intersect with a lot of disability issues, so we will talk about it on occasion anyway. Right. But, well, I uh, mean, I think at the moment, too, there was a there was the stay-at-home order that just got lifted recently. So I think the lockdown and everything like that does help a lot, I, in my opinion. But again, it, this is all... I believe it has, yes. I don't want this to be, well, oh, that look how well we're doing. Masks are no good. Yeah, that's, that's always the I issue sometimes. It's, people get it, oh, everything's going great, and then they people are, you know... you. It's easy to get oh. maybe a little bit more careless and stuff. Um, they said I wait, bring it up on they said Outlook, wait at least a week before you can really see since they've reopened things again. Like I think it's still kind of early to see. But I'm, but I'm just isn't. pointing I'm pointing it out because it's hap- it's happening in different countries too. Like it's happening in different places around the world right now, and they're trying to figure out what might be going on. But then it's also still bad in other places. Right, so. I've heard some other places. Um, this music show I listened to in Prague, I think. He was saying it's been getting really bad there right now or something. Yeah, so. I think it's creeping up in Europe again, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it almost like by, by Meg, who the heck knows where we'll be. I, you know, <laughs> well, I think yeah, we're, still, we're still a little far away from seeing the end of all this. But with, with vaccines on the horizon and with um, this sort of news at the moment, people hopefully are having a, getting a bit more hope from that. So. 
Right, and I but I just I always like to it's generally my personality and overall is being in the middle, not being too hopeful but not yeah, being exactly. not hopeful at all. So it's kind of <laughs> trying to have a have a balance. I just brought it up. I brought it up as a joke about we we're, we're putting all our work into this virtual convention when maybe by that point we can almost have it in, in person again. Right, but my point with this all this virtual stuff is that even af- after the pandemic yeah. it's something we still want to work on. So it's not really it's not like we'll it's learned some it good lessons. It's not like something's gone to waste if we figure this out. Because I would think even in the future, when we have in-person conventions, that we're going to want to have them a virtual component if we can, so that people that can't make it are still able to, uh, you know, yeah, gain well, some understanding e- and learn from it. So even before COVID, I was thinking, how could we like live stream this conference? Because I've been to, I've been, I've, I've been on Facebook and and I've gone attended a lot of talks from conferences and stuff that were streamed. So. You know, I think it does get open up your audience possibilities for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But like you say, who knows where we'll be in uh, in May? But uh, mm-hmm. it, as long as as long as we, you know, nothing else happens, we'll we'll definitely still be here with Outlook. So exactly, we're we're we're, we're adapting. But um, I did want to just bring up the virus today, just because we haven't been on since January, and you know things. Yeah, change. and you're right. Think right, like. Lately, the last couple of weeks here, things have been definitely a lot better overall. Here, the the numbers and in London, the the counts and stuff have been have been better. So, it's always good mm-hmm. to see that. But there are vaccines now on the horizon, or or actually happening as we speak for some people. Uh, I know it's not happening fast enough for everybody, but again, I bring up vaccine to show our listeners that Outlook does believe in vaccines because we. Uh, I sort of believe it's because, well, not only wait because of it, but I think it's because you and I grew up um, in hospitals as kids. And so we, we saw early on what science is all about and what it can do. And I think it got us thinking about things that some people might not think about, especially people who haven't had all these terrible diseases in our society in, the, in recent generations. And so it's easy for them to think that vaccines are too risky. And so that that's, you know, I'm bringing it up for a couple different reasons, but vaccines are the hot topic right now. So um, you and I, who knows when we'll get that, um, the, the jab, as they're calling it. Um, but, you know, like it makes me again think of the, the days before um, the polio vaccine and, you know, what that would have been like. I mean, it would have been scary. Or, you know, how do we you know, what measles used to do to children and what still it can do in parts of the world. I don't know. I know it's a little scary. I, I kind of think in the moment when I'm there getting it, I'm going to feel a little nervous. And I'm not sure why, if it's from, you know, the chatter you hear about people distrusting things, if that sort of got into my brain at all. Because, you know, I'm I'm still, it's still possible that that happens. But I don't know. If I don't think you've probably thought it far, as far into it as I have, you know, that I tend to think. Well, more stuff like that. Again, I think I think you bring up a really interesting point um, about us growing up as kids being in hospitals so much. I do think that it's for a lot of people, you know, and understandably, I get it if it's something you're not used to that it would be mm-hmm. like that. But I just think there is a lot of a fear and distrust with doctors and hospitals, and it's just because and government, since it's kind of government sanctioned, right? But, not, you but know. like. Just sanction, but I think it it's it is helpful that you know I, I I'm sure there's been the odd one that's not as good like every like anywhere there's always some people are better at it than others but 
all the doctors I've had to deal with in my life with kidney disease and scoliosis and my epilepsy that I was re- diagnosed with a few years ago and all this stuff, they've all been so great. They've always helped me out. They've saved my life so many times that I just have I just have so much love and trust and respect for the medical system and all that kind of stuff that I just, you know, anything that they're working on, I'm just, I'm happy that they're out there. If, if they weren't, if med- science and all the stuff didn't exist, I likely wouldn't be alive. So it's just, mm-hmm. for me, it, it's just always been a welcoming place. And as, as strange as it might sound to a lot of people, like there was something nice about being in the hospital. I mean, aside from the fact that it's a scary experience and I, it's not something I like, but it was just, I just felt so, you know, comfortable in some, in a weird way there and well taken care of. And I just think, yeah, I think any of these things, sure, the vaccine is, could be scary for someone, but I just, I I look at it like these people have done a lot of research. Sure. There's some unknowns with it, but there's also a lot of unknowns if you get the virus. So when, when our kidney doctors, and again, like I said, we're on other medications. So there's other, you know, things that have to be looked into, but when, when we're given the okay and we're recommended to get the, the vaccine, I'm not, I wouldn't think twice about it all. I would definitely do it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it starts as, as very basically as people who are afraid of needles, right? Like that, that's enough to keep some people off of the idea. Yeah, for sure. And, and you and I, you and I grew up getting needles all the time for medical reasons. So we're used to it. But anybody who hasn't had to do that, they, fear of needles is a really serious, is a really, is a really common thing. So if you tie that to the fear of what's in the needle, um, from what you've been hurt, te- what you've been hearing, or just like even a gut you have feeling you have inside you from wherever it comes from, you know, it's understandable. But you know, where are we going to be in society and on this planet if we all just sort of say, uh, you know, those vaccines? Let's try something else. Don't like it. Pass next. You know, like you can't just pass vaccines and hoping for something better to come along to get us out of this. We all have to you know, have a part in it, but we also have to trust somebody sometime. But uh, as far as vaccines too, there is a whole thing on the other side of it, those who are desperate to get them, even in the disability community or in just different um, minority communities, it's like, well, I think this community should get it first. I think seniors in, the, in, in, the, in, in these long-term care homes need to get it first. Then it's like, no, I think seniors who are 80... 80 or over need to get it first. But then some people argue, well, I, I'm more unhealthy with my medical stuff than some 80 year olds. So I should get it too. And like, you know, it becomes a whole thing. And that's really sad to see because it's a distraction from just getting everybody vaccinated, right? We all need to get vaccinated in the end, hopefully. And um, I just want to see our parents vaccinated first. They're over 60, not over 80. Um, But, you know, they are taking some risks out there in society, helping us out, you and I, and, um, I mean, plus they also still go to work. So, right? So they they are still living their lives as best they can throughout this. And I know that's hard. It's easier for you and I, uh, a little bit easier in our circumstances. You know, I have barely left the house. So, um, but vaccines are coming out and I know people want them faster, but they only came out the end of last year. It's still February and they're coming. It's just everybody thought, well, there were a few hiccups and so then they got all upset. And again, I just tried to stay even keeled and just wait and give them a few weeks and I figured it, it, could, it could all work out, work out and I don't know how it's going to go from here on out. Uh, I'll, I'll see once 2021 is over how, how it all rolled out. But uh, I just hope we can all just wait our turn and give everybody a chance to get this going. 
and excited for those of you out there who have already got them. Every time I read about it, I, I smile. I don't get jealous. I just think, okay, that's one more person who's vaccinated. And, and I think that's a good point. I mean, it's sure it is. It can be difficult sometimes when you hear about some someone getting it and someone not and all this. But mm-hmm. really, when it comes down to it, we all should get it, even if you are healthy, because just because you might not, you know, the virus might not hurt, hit you as hard, you could still give it to someone else. Or, you know, there's just mm-hmm. so many reasons that so for me, it is just the fact of not a hierarchy of who gets it first. I mean, of course, you want, you hope that the older people and people that aren't as healthy that need them, get them before someone else. But at the same point, we all need to get them. So I think that's, that's the main point. But for anyone who's just tuned in, you're listening to Outlook here today on Radio Western. And I think we're already coming up here on the halfway point of the show. So we're going to take a quick break for some promos, and we will be back with that review that we promised you of one of our recent episodes. And we're also going to get into talking about audio description and some other stuff. So stay tuned for more Outlook on Radio Western. Welcome back. You are listening to Outlook on Radio Western 94.9 or on podcast. And we are back. First show with you and me. We call it a grab bag episode or our mixed bag. Grab bag. <laughs> <laughs> mixed bag. It's a mixed bag of topics or a grab bag of topics. You know, those little penny candy bags you used to love to get when you were well, I know what grab bags are, but I like, I like mixed bag <laughs> marks. Well, well, yeah. And it's because we do our Outlook show on Mondays. It airs originally, so it works. Anyway. We are going to sort of run through the last several episodes we, episodes that weren't just you and me, just to give everybody a reminder. Um, yeah, so, so many yeah. guests on this yes. year already, and you can always find all of these on the podcast, Outlook on Radio Western. But uh, yeah, since going back into January, since our last show where it was just you and I on the 11th, since then we've had five different episodes with guests in a row. So the first one yeah. back in January was Braille Literacy Canada. Really informative episode, and just talking about the importance of Braille, we had both uh, president and past president of Braille Literacy Canada on the show, and it was mm-hmm, very yeah. informative. Just a really yeah, we had episode. we had a few good, we got a few good teams lately, like like pairs on, yeah. our, as our guests, and they are definitely one of them. They've been working together as a as a bit of a team tag team for a while, and yeah, they're really really great to talk to, and uh, yeah, Braille always a plus. Of course. Um, so after that, we wanted to celebrate our 100th episode of Outlook. And uh, I, I have an idea for another thing we might do as a bit of a retrospective, maybe in March. Um, we can call it Mixed Bag March if you want. But um, we wanted to have uh, our friend Sky Mundell on, on the show on, on our 100th episode to um, play us some music and have a chat. So that's what that made that great. Yeah, having the live music on the show for our 100th episode was great. He's an amazing... Uh, piano player so check that one out to hear some fantastic playing from sky mundell and then we moved into february and we started off february with another team as you were saying we've had some teams on the show that work real well together this was christine malik and jj hunt from the podcast talk description to me another podcast i highly recommend you look up yeah boy are they are they doing well they're getting on some lists and getting out there it's it's a topic that catches a lot of people's attention right now specifically so for sure um and uh yeah but yeah what have they been up to since they were on our show yeah um you know the chinese new year has been been since then so they they covered that and uh, i think um 
with with Joe Biden's inauguration and different things, um, they've started to do closed captioning more and more on a lot of live broadcasts. And so I think um, they they saw a really good um, a good um, one there at one of those events, I think. And so maybe it gave them the idea to talk about it. But again, it's important to talk about. It's something blind people don't ever see what what sign language looks like. So unless you seek it out to learn. Wait, did you say something about sign language? I didn't even catch that. Well, oh, maybe I didn't yet. Sorry, that's another thing they were talking about with as lo- uh, along with the Chinese New Year. Okay, just making they sure are, our the, listeners know the, what... The two are not related. No. Anyway, those are two of the things they've been up to. I, I guess they did a whole episode on sign language. Yeah, they had, they, did. they had an episode oh, called okay. The Look of ASL, so The Look of American Sign uh, okay. Language. And uh, so, yeah, that's an interesting one. I haven't. I need to catch up on these ones, and I just wanted to give mm-hmm. listeners an idea of what the new episodes have been about that they've talked about, but that's an interesting one. Cause I don't really know much about sign language. So that'd be interesting to hear about. Yeah. You uh, and I both, we, I think we both would like to learn more about sign language for sure. And as you mentioned, the uh, Chinese new year, the lunar new year, that's another thing I don't know very much about. So that'll be interesting to uh, <laughs> check out. And then uh, they also did one about landing on Mars. And again, that's, <sighs> that's when I'm not space for me is it's interesting, but I, <laughs> I have my own sort of thoughts on, on that kind of stuff, but I don't know if I want to necessarily get into that right now. Um, uh, yeah, it's just not an episode on what you think of space, but I could just say I, I think I grew up loving it more than you cared about it. I like the idea of space in a lot of ways, but I just think we need to focus on our own planet that we're living on more so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's my thought is that, that as cool as it sounds out there and the way they describe the shots they're getting back that, you know, you and I aren't, aren't able to just see from the news um, about, you know, the the soil and the atmosphere and all this stuff. Um, it's really hard to, uh, to, to envision that if you can't see the pictures. And actually, they had an audio clip, though. Did you hear that? I meant they to, out, yeah, and I read about it. But Oh, we should... I, was, I definitely want to mention that on Outlook because it is so cool as far as audio goes. You know, you could hand me any audio clip and say, this is Mars, and I'd think, oh, cool. Because all it really came out with was kind of whoosh, whoosh. But you, you were supposed to listen but, in uh, headphones because it has like a a binaural sort of effect where it's supposed to sound has like a it's like moving around in a weird way or something i haven't heard it so i can't really comment on it but yeah well anyway go check it out uh, when you get a chance any of you you or any listener um here and listening today because it i think it's cool so that's what's cool about that being in the news right now again th- there's so much beauty and magic on this planet that i have yet to explore and that i love so yeah i'm not really looking beyond earth so much um as some seem to be but uh, I'm sure it's in the news, and I'm sure it made it a popular episode. Yeah, for sure. And they're they're always covering current events in the news, so it's important mm-hmm. to again. It's important, I, yeah. It's 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 my bias when I'm talking about this stuff. And again, just just an opinion. I'm not I'm not trying to. No, but as me, I mean, I kind of care more about what these shots look like than you. I think I would say. Just because I'm still trying to imagine what things look like from the site I used to have. A little bit of sight I used to have, so I think it just puts a different perspective, and it, which is good. It, it puts put good different perspectives on even the two of us as hosts on the show, and talking about pairs. And we've ruined uh, this planet. Time to go ruin Mars. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure that's what Mars wants. It wants yeah. us to invade it. Mm. Anyway, but uh, talk description uh, to me is awesome. Bit of so a I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm so happy we got them on. Um, and then we had Megan Gilmore. Uh, freelance journalist here uh, in Ontario who lives in Toronto and she's lived all over Canada it seems and uh, 
yeah, I love talking to a journalist as, as a writer myself. Uh, and she's just got one of those personalities that makes it easy to talk to her, obviously, on air. If you listen, you know what we mean. She's just very friendly. And, and that's kind of, I guess, what you need to be for a journalist. But uh, I just liked it because, you know, she talked a bit about something we haven't talked a lot about on Outlook, which is religion. Uh, and it's a part of her life. So we're glad she talked about it. That's what Outlook is all about. Uh, I did like when she sort of talked about how, uh, you know, she's been working hard as an adult, but she's starting to find out about herself and what she can write about and can't write about, but uh, how to keep true and authentic to yourself uh, while still struggling with big questions, which is what we're doing right now in COVID, you know, these big questions of of pandemics and whatever. Um, but, you know, the article she wrote in Faith Today about her um, living on social assistance um, and religion and how her religious community accepts that and things. It was really interesting to me and eye-opening. So uh, I liked what she sort of said about that, that, you know, dealing with disability and stuff while also dealing with uh, God and religion. And uh, she talked about becoming a journalist because she wants to share other people's stories more than just her own story, um, which does, you know, frame what she's been through and stuff and how she works but she's working to bring um these stories to the forefront about politics and policy and all this stuff that and disability and all these things that intersect yeah it was just such a great interview and like you say she was just so enthusiastic on the episode and very outgoing just had this such a personality that you, you really start to learn as it's new for us still in a, in a lot of ways interviewing people we have a few under our, our belt now but it's it's just such a it so depends on the guest and how the how you connect with them and how you vibe with them and what they bring to the table and and I just found with her episode it moved moved along so smoothly and it just had such an energy to it that was really really great so very happy with that one and then the final guest one that we had on before our repeat last week was 2 weeks ago with our family for family day well our siblings to be more specific our parents weren't there but uh, it was Carrie and I and our two older siblings Kim and Paul Oof, that fun. was that was a lot of fun. It's again one of those things when, you know, right when the mics came on, I felt a little bit nervous just because it's people you know so well, but you're not used to being in a formal interview setting with them. But as the episode progressed, I thought we got a lot more relaxed. And I'm also, anyone who knows me and knows I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I think we had the episode and I was kind of like, I don't know, we didn't get to this and this and this, and it wasn't as good as I had hoped and all this. But then mm. once it all came together and I did a little bit of editing, just cutting out a few of the awkward silences and stuff, I thought it, it turned out really great and I was very happy with it. And I think before we get into a, a little f- a few more thoughts on it, we should just play this review that our good friend who is from Ireland, Barry, he's actually been on this show a couple times in the past, he sent us a review of that episode, and I just think he sums it, sums it up so well that I thought we should play his feedback here on Outlook. Just my thing was, I wanted to say, really, really enjoying listening to the Outlook podcast with uh, you two and Paul and Kim, because it's the first time I've ever heard the four of you just sit down without any backdrop noises, you know, your mom and dad and Steve and Sue and the kids and all that kind of stuff um, going on. Just the four of you in, in a very sort of concentrated, um, it's great because I love you guys are interviewing, I mean, and I know you are siblings, but that doesn't even always follow, but you have such a natural flow and ebb about you, the way you talk to each other and um, us as well. It's really, really funny because cause I'm hearing it on a podcast 
and I'm obviously listening to it more attentively and focused and stuff, um, I can really hear Paul's sort of rich baritone notes. Paul must have a big chest because he, he's, he's very dark notes and very woody, sort of like oak kind of thing. A very rich uh, baritone voice. And then it's funny, Brian, because it's like you sound like him. You sound like him. You know, obviously, the, but you, you know, the nine years or whatever, nine or ten years, uh, nine years, I think you're younger than him. Um, but even then, I think Paul was probably quite quite a deep-voiced person back then, was he? And then I can hear, actually hear the lineage as well, and Kerry on your side, um, with, with you and Kim and um, your mum, because... Kim really sounds like you, Kerry, but a bit more gravelly. But her intonations and uh, it's the, you know her general accent as well. And actually, here is one on accents as well. Paul sounds a lot more Canadian, eh? <laughs> I think he got some of the Canadian, eh, from Bob. So he did. Uh, yeah, it's it's really really. You can I can just hear the family resemblance so. The dynamic, it, it, it just comes across so, so well. And Paul's description of the bulldog and stuff made me smile because I know you guys have mentioned about how he would describe movies and stuff to you. And he got just, again, a very natural... You know, you can tell that he's, he's processing and he's thinking, but he's not making a big song and dance out of it. Um, yeah, and you just have... You just ooze this, I call it the Kajuski calmness that you do. It's sometimes a bit of a mind feel because you tread on one of these and you just go boop. But for the most part, yeah, it's just, it's just I don't know, it's just lovely. It's, it's a very warm, um, engaging and just natural. You, again, you're sort of interviewing them and maybe prompting them some questions and stuff, but it's it's lovely. So thank you so much, Barry from Ireland, for that, that review. We really do appreciate it. And... Just brought up some really interesting points there, a very a very in-depth look at that episode. And I thought the bulldog part he brought up was very interesting because I remember at the beginning of that episode, right when we started talking to our, our brother and sister, and I mentioned, I asked my brother Paul about the bulldog and kind of said, I don't really know what it looks like. And he started describing it. It was such a detailed description. Part of me was thinking, I remember at the time, like, uh, maybe I shouldn't have asked that. We got so much to talk about. Now we're talking about a bulldog for a few minutes, but really, it sh- it did really show how it served its purpose. Yeah, sure. how he describes things and how we talk about how much of a how good of a job he does at it and how much we appreciate it. And it just goes to show how that effect, how Barry noticed that that it's his approach is a lot of it, not getting all worked mm-hmm. up, not overthinking it or over exaggerating it, just very calmly processing and delivering the information as he thinks of it kind of and it did i just think barry really summed up that style wait Um, he used the term song and dance paul's definitely not into the song and the dance of things i mean not himself anyway he he likes good song now and then um but i don't know when the last time he danced was but um but yeah so it's funny that barry used that term um but yeah that's just paul right that's just who he is Right. When, uh, he's, when he's audio describing, when he's being a father, when he's doing whatever he's doing. And then he, he gets frustrated like all of us, but, you know, that calmness that Barry mentioned, the Kajuski calmness. Yeah, I like, I like that Kajuski calmness idea because 
it is sort of like that how we're all very sort of laid back for the most part and then occasionally we will you know get a little bit worked up about something or riled up kind of fiery we'll lose our sort of uh more composure or more sort of i don't know if it's totally monotonous but just a very sort of laid back tone get a little bit more excited but then sort of calm back down again and uh yeah yeah, we talk like this until we talk like this and then we talk like this (laughs) again go right back to it so yeah, just I just thought it's nice to play play that feedback since it was such positive, uh, um, well thought out feedback and very deep analysis of the voices and the similarities in voices, which anyone might pick up, but especially Barry, as you could tell, really focused in on that, and uh, it just it made me feel good because I was sort of questioning: was it that interesting? Did did it sound? Did we sound nervous? That and that, but. It just, it seemed like it, it came off well, so. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, you know, I can see that we were both, we were a little nervous to start out to, to wonder how we, we would sound interviewing them, but I think it sounded good. Which is common. Maybe it was, uh, maybe it was a lot of your editing that made it sound. But it's also the fact that, it's like Barry pointed out that we, we asked some questions and stuff and it was an interview, but it also didn't feel like just a straight out interview. It felt like a, a family sort of, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't just constant questions well, we wanted no to get the va- we wanted to get the family vibe thing across to listeners yeah absolutely. and we wanted it to we wanted it to be there to, for ourselves too to enjoy the the hour not just always being too tense and missing out on on how great it could be and and i think we hopefully did that and it was great so i don't know yeah that's how it is when you interview family you never know but we just thought it was an interesting perspective they can offer uh, yeah and we so hope check to out have that episode on. We hope to have them on again, uh, maybe at least once or twice a year, because they seemed they seemed open, pretty open to coming back on again. And I just think there's a lot more we could talk about. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I thought it turned out great. So thanks to them for coming on, and thanks to Barry for the review. All right, Carrie. Awesome. So how about uh, we turn things over to you? We're going to talk audio description for the last about twelve minutes left on the show. Yeah, I mean, obviously we have spoken about it already with. Um, the podcast and JJ and Christine and everything and what uh, our brother does and what everybody in our lives does, you know, wants, like he Paul said, to make it so that we can enjoy things like anyone else. So whatever that that takes. But um, audio description comes up a lot and I can't think of a catchy name for this segment, but we will be playing a few short clips, a few seconds, you know, not minutes, but seconds um, of, of some different AD that I use um, on on some of the programs I've watched lately. So it kind of started back in January when my favorite show came back. And I don't watch a lot of TV programs on TV anymore these days, but This Is Us is one of them. Megan and I talked about that on our show there with her. Um, but it came back and it's had audio description for a long time. It's a setting I turned on on my cable. And so you know, any show that's offered with AD, um, it can just come on automatically. And many more shows nowadays are being offered with it on network TV in lots of places. So um, This Is Us started like any like it would after the break. Uh, and there was no audio description. And I got really upset, kind of emotional, which is weird. Because it's, you know, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. Really. Well, it's I mean, the end of the world. this is maybe a bit of a uh, extreme comparison, but it would almost be like if a show came back and there was no, vi- no picture for sighted right. people. They could hear the exactly. show. The show's on, but they can't see the picture. In a way, it's like that because you got, you know, these yeah. are these are features that weren't always there in history. But, you know, now with technology and everything and things being more inclusive, audio description is is generally available. And like you say, you got used to it with the show. And then the fact that you just are so excited, so excited to watch again in the new year and then the new episodes don't have it. It's it's a letdown. 
It is. And, you know, yeah, something you're looking so forward, so forward to in the, the, this COVID drudgery. So, um, you know, I was quite upset about that. And then the question comes, what do you do about it? And I realized what the problem was and I waited it out and it has gotten better since. But for a couple episodes there, there was none. And it has to do with, you know, how these companies record and, and when the episode is released to them. And it's, there's a lot of like licensing issues. We, we want to have some guests on Outlook in the future who know more about AD because it's becoming quite the quite the industry and as it should be. And it's beautiful when it's done well and when it's there. And um, we want listeners who maybe don't know anything about it to learn more about why it matters, because then maybe you will fight for it too in big or small ways, whatever you can do, but uh, just being aware. So yeah, you know, that worked out, obviously, and I was happy it's back. And um, I actually had the episode on last few episodes have been really emotional and occasionally they'll have like scenes where the audio from the show goes away and they put they dub over a nice song and that's beautiful but I have no idea what's happening and usually that's like the closing sequence and so they resolve storylines that way and 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 at the beautiful technique and and without audio description it's just it's no good uh and the fact that there's a character on that show now who is actually blind I think it's great that that it actually has it um so it's back but um trying times but it was my birthday right around the time it came back so that made me happy (laughs) but uh, I do have a few audio clips that I wanted to show on today's outlook and um we will show more in the future when when I get them but just to show you the kinds of shows I listen to with it and what it sounds like because it's always different the writing's different the the voice reading it is different all right so we have three different clips and we're going to start with the first one from scent of a woman smiling to himself Charlie watches them head for the cottage then he gets into the limo as Francine follows them into the cottage, the limo rolls off down the street, carrying Charlie back to Baird and ahead towards his future. That was a clip from the end of Scent of a Woman, a movie I'm sure many of you have heard of or seen. Al Pacino, a big thing. Yeah, you probably heard his voice in there. It's pretty pretty distinct if you've seen him mm-hmm. in other movies. And uh, we've talked about Son of a Woman on this show before. Yeah, and we'll, sure. we'll talk about it again, I'm sure. It's got a lot of themes, you know, the character being blind and all that. And I got a lot of feelings, but it is what it is. And it is a great movie. It's beautifully done. Right. Beautiful piece of work. It's long for some people, I think, but I love it. Um, I just, I'm using this one example to show everybody what audio description can be like in a movie. And uh, we, we actually would have had that from years ago. We used to get VHS tapes sent to us in the mail from Boston, actually, that were all audio described movies. And I believe Son of a Woman was one of them at the time. Uh, so we've been watching it for a long time. But I love how audio description is so cool. And I'm learning more about it as a writer and uh, all those things, you know, there's a script that gets written to describe things for the blind that they can't see. And it, you know, some thing, some shows have more detail and different, different ways of describing things than others. And I just, I found, I found that one funny because it's not just a, a voice telling us visuals on the screen so we don't miss something. The way that she ended the, sh- the, the description by saying like, yeah, and so the limo drove him toward, back towards Baird, which is his school, and on to his new life, right? Like it, it's very... Um, yeah, it wasn't even... Uh, on to his new life. Like, that's very, edit, you know, that's a very literary, literary way to end it. I don't know. It was just very poetic and very... But it's an interesting point. I mean, that's that's not a bad one. It's not like they're taking away from something, but... No, it's, it's, it's not bad. But it's the point there of they're almost writing a new... A di- 
a certain part to the story. It's like, yeah, do we, I mean, it's ending it with fade to black, as they like to say, and it's a happy ending. That's what movies do, right? But, you know, we have no idea what his life's like. Maybe he got into a car accident the moment that he drove, you know, into the distance. But yeah, like at the beginning of the clip, you, you, I played where, you know, they said that he got in the limo kind of thing. Like that's something you you might hear in a movie. The ending part did seem a little bit more off script, almost like its own thing. Whoever, did she, um, what's the word for that? When you just speak off the cuff. Um, Improvise. Did she improvise that? Or like, which, what writer who wrote the script for that AD decided that that was necessary, right? Like, it's not necessary. um, But, you know, I didn't mind it. But it's not like there was, it's not like there was something else going on there that was important that we're missing because she's saying that. That would be an issue. No. Yeah, that's an issue. Yeah. If they were saying some happy little ending thing when something else was going on that they were missing. That's why it has to be tight, an AD script. It has to focus on what it needs to focus on because it has limited time to do so. But when it's fading um, at the very end of the movie like that, I guess she just thought or someone thought, why not? Anyway, <laughs> so that's one. And next, we're going to play for you a brief. A clip from a nature documentary um, from TVO, which is the local educational TV channel here in Ontario. And I love that channel. I learned so much and I, I, I love nature documentaries. So this one is from a documentary featuring birds and the forest and some scientists. And uh, see if you can pick out the difference between David Suzuki and uh, if you know who he is here in Canada um, and the AD describer and the scientist. There's a hole in the boxes so the birds can fly in and out. Now a bird sitting on a metal post looks around. We're changing the environment faster than birds can cope with. We have to either stop what we're doing and think about how to do it better or uh, pay the consequence of hearing total silence. Now the sun is setting on the picturesque pond. Can science give us hope for saving songbirds? Birds fly in the dusk. Well, that sounds nice and relaxing in the nature, and it's nice how you can really hear the uh, audio describer talking in amidst the dialogue without interrupting or coming across, you know, overpowering or anything. Just a very nice, smooth transition from audio transcriber to dialogue back and forth. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's part of the magic of audio description is they, you know, the sound, the sound people do have to work with the describer who has to work with, you know technicians have to make sure it, it, that the levels like you say are right things that you talk about all the time but you know there's some really shoddy ad out there and uh so that it's beautifully done so i know i'm i'm more of a nature documentary get person than you but this show makes it sound like i'm into nothing <laughs> there's a lot of yeah i'm more this than you this is the, more than that than you but uh i am into things but mainly no music, you're plenty you're plenty into music no i love i do love nature actually i just we're just, I know, but not nature documentaries. You don't like watching them. You could watch them anytime if you wanted. We're just trying to show that we're all different. It's great. It's fine. I don't dislike watching them. <laughs> I know. If make you were like so- here with me. And you, you make it sound like would. I'm against nature documentaries. No, I think they're nice. I don't. No, I'm just saying like always, this one in particular. Yeah. Is, is one that mattered more than me. Like it, it just, it's why I got this clip and you didn't. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. Well, I liked it anyway. Oh, yeah, the one other type of audio description I was going to mention is the kind that isn't as good as when it, it um, fades down the, 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 yeah. the film or the TV show. That's what I was saying talk. about, about um, yeah, the technicians need to 
And it's just a different style. I think sometimes that's like really quicker type of one that's done sometimes where they just quickly throw it over, but it's not as well produced. And it's that's when they just turn down the show for a second when they're talking and then turn it back up. And it that just doesn't yeah. sound as nice. It doesn't have that same flow that you just heard on the nature one where it was all the levels were the same and it just blended in very, very well. So mm. what do you say we get to the final clip that you've selected? Yeah, so the third one was from a show on CBC every Sunday night now. Um, one of these period dramas, which I also love. I don't know about you. You love them too, maybe. Um, but uh, it's it's called Belgravia, and uh, there are a lot of characters to memorize. And it's kind of you know it's kind of like the network TV version of Bridgerton. Um, just audio description is a big help in these instances. Maid Alice sets out her gown for Mrs. Trenchard. We're finished here, aren't we? If you say so, no more. Alice scowls as Miss Sophia storms out. So there was a, comp, uh, a, a bit of a CBC program there, uh, a lot going on, but we played a brief clip. And it's just funny, like, she slammed the door when she left. And so we often talk about this, the writing of AD and, like, when do you need to say someone slammed the door? Because obviously you can hear the door as a sound effect. Well, she didn't but, say they, uh, they didn't say they slammed the door. They said she stormed out. And depending on if you'd been watching the show, you might know yeah. the plot and you might know who that was storming out and you hear the door. So... That's that's one that I'd say maybe it might be a little bit up to, for debate, but it's hard for me to say for sure because I haven't wow. seen the show. And no, you I said, mean, I, as you said, you I weren't even that familiar good. with the show. So, well, it's my first time. It's just newly premiering, so no. It, I think that one was pretty good. I think all the ones I showed today are pretty good um, comparatively. I'm just trying to show our audience that you know there are these variations and things, and and these rules matter. So, everybody's learning about it as we go along, as it becomes more of a common technology. But there you go. And we'll do more of those in the future because I think it's interesting and fun. Um, but uh, we covered a lot on this episode. What do you think? Yeah, sounds great. We're going to wrap things up for today. Just quick mention that it was Carrie's birthday back on the 10th of this month in February. Well, I guess last month now. Um, so happy birthday, Carrie, co-host Carrie. Thanks for being on the show with me and doing it. Thanks, Radio Western, for broadcasting. And we will be back next week. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.